guys actually enjoy treating your customers like a piece of sh because that's how I felt when I went to the Alamo Draft House. Okay? You know what? I didn't know that I wasn't supposed to text in your little crappy-ass theater. It was too f***ing dark in that place for me to find my seat, all right? I was using my phone as a flashlight to get to my f***ing seat. So excuse me for using my phone in USA, United States of America, where you are free to text in a theater. I was not aware that I couldn't text in your theater, all right? I've texted in all the other theaters in Austin, and no one ever gave a fuck about what me I was doing my fucking phone, all right? And it was on silent. It wasn't on loud. It wasn't bothering anybody. You guys, obviously, were being assholes to me, and I'm sure that's what you do, you know, to rip people off. You take my money, and then you throw me out, you know? I will never be... Coming back to your Alamo Draft House or whatever, I'd rather go to a regular theater where people are actually polite. And, it, you know, I'm going to tell everyone about how you are. And I'm pretty sure you guys are being on purpose. So thanks for making me feel like a customer. Thanks for taking my money. There's a force hidden in all of us. Only a select few, the fearless, will discover it. Mortal Kombat. Unleash it and ignite a new realm of possibilities. Where legends are rewritten. And new alliances are forged. The fight is calling. Who will you bring? Who will you trust? 
No longer are we beholden to the past. A new era is upon us. This is our time. This is Top 20 countdown, Monday through Friday, 10 p.m. Uh, Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Uh, Pacific. The razor sharp, radio pause, hooks when the sun. If I can actually build this at scale and it really does fundamentally teach an entire generation about how credit works before they even have to have access to it, like this feels bigger than me. My name is Evan Leapart, and I am founder and CEO of Kitty Credit. So, what we are at our core is a chore tracking app that teaches kids about credit. I was always an entrepreneur, but I was never building out like a tech platform at scale, so I really didn't know too much about it. The process, it was just really collaborative, right? Like uh, talking to Chris, talking to Renato, they have VC type backgrounds. They know our conversations that we're gonna be having with investors, so they gave insights into design to say like, if you do this, this will make more sense to explain your vision for why you're trying to go from A to B and then from B to C. And it goes from being the cute kitty project to something that, ah, okay, I see what you guys are trying to do now. It was a lot easier with investor conversations. It was a lot easier to gain partners, upcoming clients. It's really been a big win for us.
freestyle. job, a better home, a better life. Who hasn't wished for these things, worked for them, and sought a place where they had a better chance of becoming real? For generations, Brockton has welcomed those seeking something better. From those who came in search of opportunity, to today's multicultural population, that makes us the most diverse community in all of New England. Brockton is a place where homes are more affordable, communities closer, where a strong and talented workforce fuels the success of businesses big and small, and the vision of a more diverse and equitable America is being realized every day. It's where ideas take root, businesses grow, communities thrive, new beginnings unfold, and the promise of a better life is kept. Brockton, Massachusetts, where better begins. tell you who to blame. Blame the boy lying at your feet, his body oozing life through the hole in his stomach where the bullet tore him apart. Blame him for challenging you, for not looking away and for not backing down when you pulled out the gun. Blame your mother for bringing you into this world when she was but a kid herself and for dragging you up, not bringing you up. Blame society for not giving you hope. Blame your father for not being there the man who looked after himself instead of looking after you. Blame the gun in your hand for making you a target, for making you more likely to be picked on. Blame the dead boy, blame your mother, blame society, blame your father, blame the gun, blame anyone but yourself for not being strong enough to put down the gun, to break the cycle. What up, everybody? Kevin Jackson here. If you feel the need and you want to get in touch with the hot topics from today's headlines, you got to check out The Booth with Keith. Send us the one, Hayes. Tell him Kevin Jackson sent you.
your boy sinister one broadcasting live from the city of champions you are watching the booth and listening to the booth if you're listening to the audio podcast and i gotta thank everybody who's in the room tonight there's a lot of people in the chat i've got my first guest waiting here dave haggy what's going on i see you in the chat dave um a lot of people in the chat thanks for tuning in i gotta get into my sponsors first and before i get into my first guest but i gotta thank my listeners and viewers from last week 
my guest this week. I'm going to let her introduce herself. But in my sponsors, Michael Douglas Barreto, MDB Electronics. If you got a controller, you got to get it fixed and get back to gaming. Send it out back to 24, 48 hours. Also, Viana Marie's music. 494,000 streams. She's a Brockton resident. Her music is out there. Let's push that and get that to 500,000 streams. Her music is being played all over the place. Uh, tactical target systems, when you see me at the range, those are those life-size zombie targets that I have that everybody thinks are badass and cool. Check them out, tactical target systems. Ask for Don Robinson. Also, I love Boston sports. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I had on my Patriots hat and my shirt from them guys. Head on down to the Braintree location. Check them out. Also, Kimberly Inn Empowerment Photography. Ladies, if you've ever wanted to take those type of photos that you think you would never take, those sexy bedroom photos for a mate or a special someone, Kimberly Inn is the person to reach out to. You reach out to her. She puts you in a setting where you feel completely comfortable and safe so you can do a photo session and present these pictures to a loved one or, or a partner Again, Kimberly Ann, Empowerment Photography. Before we get into the new, I want to, I want to, before I get into my guests, I got to get right into the news booth because there are two stories that I kind of want to touch base on and then my guest will introduce herself and get into. But the first one is please, 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 everybody. This one here is very, very personal. Please show your support for my man, MMA fighter, John Doomsday Howard. My guy, John Doomsday Howard, he's been on this show many times. Um, he's a big guy from the MMA world. He's been in this area for a long time. Um, for those who didn't know, um, the two kids who were shot in Boston a couple of weekends ago um, were John Doomsday Howard's kids. John Doomsday's daughter is fighting for her life. Uh, she was in critical condition. His son took a shot to the leg, and um, it was just a senseless tragedy down the Franklin Field there. Um, we need to do better, people. We need to do better when it comes to senseless violence and guns and things of that sort. There's no reason why some knucklehead should be going by a, a playground, a basketball park, and just shooting off strays. There's no, there's no reason for it. And I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to get real serious because I have someone on here who, you know, she's running for the for school committee. But these things also affect the school too. And you know, back in the '90s when things got this bad. You know, what happened? The police departments pulled all these knuckleheads in and said, hey, hold on here. We can't be having funerals every week for innocent bystanders. Um, they pulled all these knucklehead gangs in years ago, and they told them that certain places were safe havens. Certain places were safe places. And the cops and these gangs had this agreement that churches, barbershops, schools, Family places, basketball courts, were considered to be safe places. And some people will say, oh, man, are you sure that the cops... Look, these things do happen. The cops have to reel people in, and these conversations happen. They tell these gang members, hey, this is what's going to happen here. These are, these are places. It's off limits. And we may need to go back to that um, when you have this senseless tragedy. So there's a GoFundMe set up for his kids especially his daughter, please, 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 please donate and give. And also, again, support for here in Brockton for Jason Green, who lost his life last week, a uh, 14-year-old student, Brockton High, who was shot in a senseless tragedy. Um, I'm hearing that it, it was an accident. Um, this wasn't an act of violence is what I'm hearing, um, but it's unconfirmed. But it's still a tragedy. It's still a tragedy. 
Um, there is a 15-year-old boy being held on this one. And um, again, this is, this is tough. There's a GoFundMe set up for him. So if you can please give, donate, or do whatever for Jason and his family, please do. Last week, your voice, your vote, my first guest is on with me. She was part of this Brockton election. And some of the quick results I'm going to give you before I introduce her. Um, last week, we had our mayor vote, and you guys did a very good job. Hashtag no vote Rodriguez. Good job, people. Uh, we're down to Fred Fontaine and Robert Sullivan um, for the mayor. Counselor at large, we have our eight final finalists. Uh, Jerome Bradley, Duran Court, Alex Arthur Gayard, Stephen Hook, who's on this show, Jamal Brathwaite, who's on this show. Moses Rodriguez, David Texera, Winthrop Farewell, and Cynthia Hodges. Those were the rounding eight for this Council at Large that's coming up. Council Ward 3, it came down to Gary Keith and Philip Edward Griffin, which will be in November. And then our school committee, Ward 3, came down to Matthew Stanton and Anna C. Oliver. They'll be heading off uh, for November. And then Council Ward 6. It's going to be Joseph Lally taking on Joseph Alexander Walker for, for Ward 6. And I have a person on here who originally was in Ward 2, but now she's in Ward 5, Ward 5 School Committee. Cynthia, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and talk to the city of Rock. Well, thank, first of all, thank you for having me. Uh, my name's Cynthia Rivas-Mendes. I'm running for Ward 5 School Committee. As many as you know, I have been sitting on the Ward 2 school committee for almost four years now. Um, and I just find that it's very important to continue this, this, um, to continue this, this, um, the purpose of being on these seats to continue to advocate for families, for students, and especially for community, as these are, as you know, these times are where a lot of questions are happening more than answers. So I think this is the time where communities becoming very much more invested, engaged, and asking the right questions, especially holding us, the people that are sitting on, in these seats accountable. And one of the things I like to ask people in the school committee and in government, um, because we do have an election coming up, um, and, and, and getting into these budget issues because we do have these budget issues going on. And like I said, I'm not even going to really talk about it because we do know that we have the auditors in place. Now um, they're going to come up with their answer. Eventually there's going to be a resident pick three residents will be picked to follow these auditors. And I said, we won't, I won't really touch base on that until we hear exactly what's going on. It's been a very trying story since it broke. Um, but mm -hmm. some of the things I like to ask somebody from the, from the school committee and stuff and, and you're out there, you're, you're beating the pavement right now. I want people to know, and I asked this of everybody, Steve Hook, I actually asked him. He was on this show. Thank you. He's in the chat right now. But I, I want people to get this every time I have somebody on from the school committee, whatever. The importance, because this is something that a lot of people don't do. And I'm looking at this, the, the amount of people who voted. Um, we actually did a little bit better. We're usually around 4% um, when it comes to voting. We had an 8% turnout. 8 to 9% turnout this preliminary election, these primaries. That's still not good to me. I'm a guy who's been voting since I was eligible to vote. People, we need to vote, and not only do we need to vote, but please tell them the importance of filling out that voter registration and taking that census that's sent to our home because the school budget based is based on that census and those numbers. 
to start with. So when you talk about this problem that we're having with budgets and things like that, that's part of the problem sometimes too, because if we don't have those realistic numbers, we lose certain fundings. Can you really explain? I want people to know this every time I have somebody. Yeah. So in regards to school budgets, it's um correlated to um to the student enrollment. Um, so as you as you have heard in a lot of the school committee meetings, a lot of that enrollment dropped. We expected it to increase, but it dropped to we're in the fifteen thousand now. Um, and a lot of what we're not talking about is what's happening where Boston's being very gentrified and a lot of families from Boston are, are coming into Brockton. So our community is changing drastically, where even Brocktonians that were here for a long time can no longer afford, right? Because Brockton's becoming very expensive, so they're being pushed down more south. So that's impacting us as a community, but it's also impacting our numbers, which you said, Kevin, are very much correlated to the budget and the money that we receive from the state and um, from the state, especially from chapter 70. And, and and like I said, we we have to get these these censuses filled out. We have to get these questionnaires filled out when they come to your house. Don't just throw them away because, you know, there's a certain budget and a certain number of students that they know is coming in. And then school opens in September and you've got, oh, and I see it. You see it down at the school department late August family with kids in tow registering their kids because they weren't on those people aren't part of that FY 20. So the kids and people you see heading down, they weren't part of that 23 budget because they're mm -hmm. being added to the, they're being added to that student assessment now. Um, so those numbers, those numbers aren't there. So people need to realize that what is your biggest thing that you want um, for ward for ward five, this area, because you've got the Downey School here, you've got the Pluff School, you've got the Baker. What is your your big thing that you want for this area for Ward Five? I think the biggest thing about Ward Five, um, as we notice, um, I like to call it the East Side. Um, it's more communication and the biggest thing is more unity. I think there's a lot of communities here. Um, as you know, our community has changed in regards to, there's been an influx of Ecuadorian families. Uh, I, I have mentioned that a lot of Bostonians are coming down because Brockton is what they're, you know, they're what's attracting them in regards to the housing market. Um, so I think we have different communities, different buckets of community. So what I would like to see more Ward 5 is bringing everybody together. Um, so bringing an, a larger community and what is that to be a community? But most importantly, how can you be engaged? I think um, people are now, not now, I think people have known, but especially now people are becoming much more engaging. Like I mentioned earlier, asking the question, questions, really, really wanting to, to um, get real time, real answers. Um, so I think what I would love to see with Ward 5 is building more community, ideally building more things for kids. I think in Ward 5, we don't, we used to have, um, you know, in the back in the days, I've heard um, Brocktonians tell me we used to have movies here. We used to have entertainment and those mm -hmm. are things we're losing. And that's why a lot of times we're losing our youth. Like we need to be able to provide these resources so kids could be doing something, right? If that's some type of entertainment. So I would like to see more of that, but especially build the community where people could feel safe and welcome to discuss what are the mm -hmm. needs they need and how can we best support them and their families. And, and you're right, you know, and I was involved many years ago. Um, Steve Hook is in the chat. What's going on? Andrea Fernandez, 
How's it going? Andrew Fernandez actually has a question. Um, her question to you is, has there been delays in reimbursement from the state? Money the city spends for students to be reimbursed. That question is coming from Andrea Fernandez. So I'm understanding the question as, has there been delays for reimbursement for students? Yes, from the state. So I'm, I'm assuming what you were talking about, that money that was coming for those but those, if those kids are gone, you don't get that reimbursed, right? That's so. What you mentioned earlier about after there's a date in October, after that date, we no longer get that money. And then, what people also um, may know, may not know, is that when our students go to charter schools, there's a few charter schools, there's mm -hmm. a Foxborough one, the New Heights Charter, we're paying for those students to be there. There's also out-of-district placement when students, we don't have the resources for students, if it's mental health, if it's special education, we're paying that out-of-district service. So all that is part of the budget. Um, so in regards to reimbursement, if like we are reimbursing these people. So if we ever get that money back, no, I think we see a lot of money being out. And in regards to enrollment, what you were mentioning, we need to make sure that we get those numbers in before the October date. So we get the, we get, they usually do percentage of economically disadvantaged. They do a percentage for, um, um, economic disadvantage and, um, specifically, oh, the, the, we have also spoken the school com committee, the homelessness number, right? Like that's money that comes from out of our budget when there's a student that's homeless and let's say they're centered now in in Fall River, their shelter, we have to provide transportation for that student because mm -hmm. they're really, um, enrolled here. So do we get reimbursed for that money? No, that money's more coming out of us to be able to give the services that these students need to be able to get their education. And Steve Hookie's in the chat. It says it all starts with public safety. Yes, it does. I, I got a question for you, if you, and I'm not sure if you're going to know about it. It's funny because we, we, we were talking about the sports, and we talked about the charter schools who do take a big chunk of kids from these districts. And here's the funny thing. I, there was a story about two weeks ago I talked about in the show, and I was, I, was, I was like, wow, this really went down. The town of Draken, um, their high school was almost – they almost had to forfeit their football season for Drake at high school because they didn't have enough kids to field a team. And the MIAA, for those who know, makes a ton of money off these high school football games. They made, they set a precedent. I think it's a dangerous precedent because I, I want to know where this money, there's questions to be asked. They are now allowing the charter school in Drake, which is pulling money from Drake at City, they're allowing those students to play on the Drake High fo football team. I, myself, I didn't agree with that because I feel like, okay, they're already pulling kids and they're pulling monies from our from the city school department, but you're going to allow those kids to come and play for Drake. I, what are your feelings on that one? Because I feel like that's a messy, that's a mess. That's a mess to start with. You're trying to say that you're going to let new heights. That would be like Brockton High being short kids and allowing the New Heights charter kids to play football for Brockton High. It, it doesn't, I don't know. That that feels sketchy to me when you're talking budgets and all this stuff. Well, you specifically said that um, they were going to lose out on that program, right? So it was an issue yes. of not having enough 
students being enrolled in the football team. So a lot of times the kids from charter schools, they are Brocktonians. They Most of them live in Brockton, but their their parents have decided that charter school is their best fit, what's going to best serve them, right? So in regards to denying them extracurricular activities, I don't think so. But your argument is specifically because the money moves with them. How do we get that money back, especially if we're going to provide like that resource of sports? There are some towns that you have to pay um, to be to have extracurricular activities. That is something in Brockton that we highly believe in added part part to the budget. We also add cap cap and gowns to the budget. Seniors don't pay for cap and gowns. Other districts, they pay for those right, things. Yeah. But because we believe in the necessity of being able to give our kids these resources, if we were to have charter kids in, in similar problem as Drake to come to Brockton, then maybe there'll be a fee, right, that they would have to pay because their money is going with them to charter schools. But I wouldn't deny them of the service because mm -hmm. they still are kids. They're still Brockton kids. But those, it, 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 like I said, there's so much... There's so much stuff behind the scenes that gets messed with. Now you got a kid that plays for Drake at high. He gets hurt during the game. Bad. He gets hurt during the game. Now Drake's insurance has to cover this kid's injury during the game when it realistically should be the Drake child. It, it's just such a, I feel like it's a slippery slope that they created. And of course the MIAA doesn't care because the MIAA is going to make a, a crap load of money off these, off this, off the teams that play. So they could care less of what they're creating. I just, I just feel like it's a, it's a touchy slope when you're talking. You're already having questions with budgets as it is. I think it just adds to the confusion. Drake, it's a small town. They can get away with that. But like a Brockton, it just, I don't know. It's crazy. It's crazy for me. Um, what is your other biggest test for Brockton schools as a whole, not just Ward 5? I think definitely, um, I think the four years I've been in the Brockton School Committee has been a learning curve for me personally, and just knowing um, who to reach out to, how to reach out. And a lot of times when you're in seats like these and you have power, you don't realize the power you have until you know. So that's a learning curve, right? Like, how do I best utilize my power to best advocate for families and students? And I think that learning curve, and especially with what's happening now, and we'll get more clarity, like you have mentioned with the audit, but that has been something that I personally have learned so much where I'm like, this can't happen again. What are the things that I have done before that I can do better as a collective, but also as an individual as well? So in regards to what I see for Brockton, I really think like what we're going through right now is a, it's a climax point in our history because I think it's an ugly situation, but I do think out of the ugly, there's a light in the tunnel. And this is going to be push for people to not, I don't think this would ever happen again. I don't think this is no. my opinion. No. And, and I want to manifest that. I hope that ne this never happens again because we don't deserve this. And this is, it's not equitable, right? The exposure that we have gotten, right. we have people consistently asking us, you know, the why, and just, we were in the news for so long. We've been in the news, social media. There's just so much information exposure that Brockton has gotten. But my point of saying all that is that I, what I want for Brockton is I really want to ensure that each child gets the highest 
quality education. I know we say this a lot in education, meet the student where they are, but I highly believe we need to start meeting the students where they are. But most importantly, giving the teachers, the educators that are with them day in and day out and our administrators, the right tools, right? Right now mm -hmm. we're having, we're having, um, right now, um, I know like, one of the biggest things that we don't want to continue to repeat is those layoffs, right? We're having these layoffs, but then we have resignation, um, people resigning, we have people retiring, and we want to make sure that come September, every student has a certified teacher in front of them and that special ed students are getting the services that they need because they deserve that, right? And it costs us a lot of money when students, and in, in, as we know, special education, there's a legal um, document attached to it's called the individualized education plan. When we're not servicing the student, that's logged and that costs us more money not servicing them than hiring somebody who will be able to do that service. Mm. Uh, so you. I want to ensure that students have um, certified um, teachers and educators in front of them. Uh, Mike Smith is in the chat. He's answering on the thing. He said, that's a liability for Brockton. Yep, that's, that's what I was talking about. Cash, Pina, Pina, what's going on, Wally France? Mike Smith, uh, he said, shouldn't the CFO been terminated before? So, Mike, we, we when I came on the show... Um, I already mentioned that I'm not I'm not here to talk about the, the you know what went on with the Brockton High budget um, because I want the auditors to be able to do what they need to do and I want the three independent residents that they pick to oversee this correctly and and, and get all of the answers that we need to know. Um, there's a lot of opinions out there. Go ahead. And I mentioned that the application is live in our Brockton oh. public schools. Um, if you want, I can add that. I can send you that link if you need. To, yes, um, yes, yes, yes. Um, when you when you get off, um, there's a chat. There's a live chat for the show. When you get off, just go in the chat and drop it in the chat for the people, and then I'll share it on my stuff. Um, okay. We can get that going. Yes. So that can you just talk it. about that real quick before I get into my last question for you about how the process is for the three people? Yeah. So right now, the application is you apply ideally by... Um, the first week of October, we decided um, we're going to hold interviews of those candidates. So it's going to be three people on that on that advisory select board and then two alternates. I think we had voted for one alternate, but we came down to two just mm -hmm. because of the time commitment. So it is a, a long time commitment. And the application gives you the the exact details of the time commitment. Um, there should be um, three basic questions, your name, your residency. I know a lot of school committee members wanted to stress that we want to make sure that they're actual Brocktonians, that they don't just have That's an right. address here, and that they're not connected to any um, any elected officials. Elected official. yep. Committee, if that's city council, if that's the mayor, or that they haven't donated to um, campaigns right. or running. And then lastly, the, the last question is something, it's a short answer. Um, of why do you, what what would you bring to the table if you're selected in this board? And then ideally you could you can um, apply um the best language your best the mo the language that you're most comfortable with if that's English if that's Portuguese if that's Cavernian Creole Cavernian um if that's Haitian Creole if that's Spanish um we made sure to open that up and um make sure it was equitable for people to have that access and then finally we will make interviews but we decided that we won't. Um, so we don't have bias in the process. We're, We're not going to, we're going to draw exactly. Yes. Um, 
And the idea of that is for those three people, it would be in an advisory select board. And then we will hire together with that community, those community members input, the audit firm who's going to do that audit for us of, of the um, 2023 budget. And, and we've got Gary Keith, who's also out here running. Um, I just mentioned he's in the chat. Mike Smith said, with everything going on, not to get into the audit, et cetera, and all that, is the salary of the counselors still being doubled? You must be talking about the city councilor. Um, I was unaware, and I didn't hear anything of that. I'm not sure if you would know anything about that, of the city councilors. I know there was a vote on that. I don't know about being doubled, but I know there was a vote in regards to increasing this. And it's not the salary, it would be a stipend. So, okay, uh, so it's a stipend. there's a stipend, yeah. So, okay, so that's, I can clarify yeah. that. Okay. Um, Mike, one thing I got to mention before I get my last question for you. I, you know, I saw a lot of people talking about this process of picking the person, and I saw a lot of people going back and forth on social media. You know, you have all these uh, politician arm, arm quarterback with their armchairs out. They know everything about politics all of a sudden. Um, I saw people really bashing the city council for um, their decision making on how to pick these people. Tony Rodriguez said it best. He wants this to be accurate. He wants this to be transparent. Um, I, I was there at the meeting. I applaud the fact that you know, you guys all agreed that the person who's picked should not be connected in any way to anybody political. I agree with that. I also felt picking from a hat is the best way in the most transparent way. The, the, the woman who was there speaking that was the, the consultant, she also agreed that this is the best way. It eliminates anybody. It eliminates anybody saying that one of these, these, three, these three people had some type of bias or was, or was some type of favorite pick. Um, yep. I, I applaud it. I think it's great. I love it. Um, it would be like an example. It would be like me going up there and saying, oh, I want to be part of this audit check. And guess what? I've, I've, done, I've done the games for Tony Rodriguez's football league. Um, I've had you on my show. I've had many people on my show. I've had Steve. You know, I've had so many people on my show. So I'm, And I get it. I can see where people, they want this to be so transparent. So people, please. Please accept the process. What they're doing here is the right thing. We want full transparency and we want an answer to this incident. And to me, in my opinion, I don't think anything malicious was done. Um, I think Brockton School Department fell into the same issue a lot of other schools fell into that we're just not hearing about. When the yeah. COVID money ended, that was free money for every school around. Everybody thought, we're going to get that money again. We're going to get that money again. And all of a sudden, they said, nope, nobody's getting that money no more. And here you were. Oh, my God, my school year ended. I was counting on getting this money on the next year budget to balance it out. And no, it didn't happen. And I think that's kind of my opinion as to kind of what happened. I, and I, I work at the MBTA for 23 years. I'm at Logan, up at Logan for Paul Revere. And when you lose that COVID money, there was... And you thought it's it's a tough thing, people. If you don't balance budgets and stuff like that, um, it's tough for you to have a say on it. My last question to you, and this is this is coming from there are a group of people at every place where you were voting. There is this push to get MCAS gone, and mm -hmm. I want to see what your thoughts are on eliminating MCAS. My feeling is is as a parent of kids who grew up doing during MCAS and, and they, and they, because they lived in Easton with their mother, 
they had the school in Easton. And, and I had a situation where my son was coming home to tears every night um, for being overwhelmed with math homework. And when I checked in as a parent and did my homework, um, homework was supposed to be only so many hours per night for a kid. They were going way overboard with the math homework. And doing my checking and doing my homework, I found out that Easton had scored super low in the MCAS. So the superintendent in Easton ordered all the math teachers to just hammer the kids with all of this extra work, thinking he was going to get the MCAS scores up. And I feel like preaching and making teachers teach to appease MCAS scores takes away from that originality and what a teacher should be doing. I feel like getting rid of the MCAS is a step of letting teachers go back to being themselves in my book. Your thoughts? Just want to clarify. So it's not to completely get take away the MCAS. It's so the MCAS will no longer be a requirement to a high school diploma. So currently, um, sophomores take the MCAS, and if they don't pass it, they have to continue taking it, um, and if, until they pass, so they can get their high school diploma. So they still would use the MCAS for um, for my understanding when I signed that paper, it was um they will still use the MCAS for data. Like we still need data in regards to Got how no problem with that. Got no problem with that. Gap, et cetera. So in regards to your question, what do I think about it? So I do believe I've had many of you know, I'm, I am an educator in Boston public schools and I had students, I taught specifically students with emotional impairment, intellectual disability. And um, some of them were um, learning disability as well. And I had students that had already finished all their requirements and they would have to come back in October in the fall to just be able to pass the MCAS. And many of them had to continue coming back because they hadn't passed um, that standardized test. And I thought, in regards to teaching to the test, which was kind of what you were um, talking about in Easton, mm -hmm. I do agree. I think teachers, we can focus on so much more things that would allow us to prepare students for post-graduation. Financial literacy is a huge one, right? We don't learn about credit score. If we're not learning that at home, we don't learn that until until it, it hits us personally. And a lot of times it's too late because we've made a few mistakes. Um, life skills, right? Just teaching kids to just like what, like life skills in regards to um, can you afford a brand new car versus, is, you know, that goes back to financial literacy, but mm -hmm, life skills mm -hmm. and just being able, you know, before um, schools were teaching how to sew, right? Before right. schools were teaching handwriting, cursive. I'm very big on coming back to cursive and handwriting. I think print, you're judged by the way you print. You're judged by your signature. Kids don't know how to do a signature anymore because you're not learning cursive, right? They're kind of learning as they're going. And if their parents are not teaching them or their families, they kind of just have to figure it out. So I do think there's a lot of important things that we've lost over the years because of this teaching to the test. But I do think the test is important data to be able to understand where our students are in regards to what are specific standards we need to target so they can understand. But I do think, back to you, what you're saying, still having the authenticity of what teaching is and building those relationships and making sure that we're preparing our kids for post-graduation and for life, because these are the kids that are going to come back and they're going to make Brockton in our community. So we got to make sure that they're ready 
for yeah, our society. Yeah, we got a lot of people in the chat now, and we got we got to get ready to get you out of here because we have already been on past. Doreen Burr Rosa, thank you for joining in. Felicia, what's going on? I see you in the chat. Uh, Felicia has a question. She just asked, um, "What about the music change and the buses?" I guess is. Do you want to touch base yeah, on that real quick? That's a big one. So the music change, we are we are on the talks about that because um, school committee, we didn't authorize for that change. Um, I think that has that's correlated to what I mentioned about what we're trying to do better in the future, where we laid off too much people. And now we have the situation where a lot of people also resigned and retired. And now it's like we need to be able to fill those spaces. Um, so the music definitely could look at the next school committee meetings because that's definitely a topic of conversation in regards to transportation what's her question specifically to transportation she was just asking about transportation she just put what about the bus and the buses is what she's saying so i guess some of the buses missed some of the students on the first day picking them up or i think that's um, what it was she's in the chat um yeah she said right a subcommittee made this decision so she was just asking. Yes, Felicia. Yes, Cynthia. Cynthia was from Ward Two. Yes. Yes. We got a lot of people in the chat, and I got I got to thank everybody. Andrea Fernandez says I was in Brockton schools when they made that decision to graduate. My class 05 was used as guinea pigs for the science portion of it. Yeah, it, it, it's it's tough. And like I said, the data that you do get out of the MCAS is important. It's important data. It's important data to have, um, but. You know, some of the teachers that I had growing up that I remember the most were teachers who were original, original. Um, she just she just actually shared that uh, school committee FY23 external audit, and I'll get that and put that in yeah. into the Facebook chat. Cool, Thank cool, you. cool. Um, we got to get ready to get you out of here. We actually went longer. Kevin, Dougie thank you from Fubai Studios me. is in the chat. Um, Felicia, thank you for coming in. Um, again, how can people you support so you and follow you in this run to um, November? Please follow me on Instagram and Facebook, Brockton, Cynthia for Brockton Schools. But most importantly, if you're in Ward 5, please come out and vote for me November 7th. I'll be I'll be out. I'll be having signs. I'll make sure I'll be doing door knocking. I will have a kickoff event soon that I'll be posting on Facebook. And the more support that I can get, the better. I am running against a colleague that has been on the seat for 10 years. Um, but I do believe it's my time and I do believe there's a time for everything. So again, November 7th. And thank you so much, Kevin, for having me and for the, 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 the Brockton, this is our time to speak. Voting is when we speak and we got to make sure that we're out there, right? Um, our civic responsibility is important. We got to make sure that we are the role models of our kids so they can internalize how important that is and how important our voice is. So thank you. Yeah. Again. Yeah. It's very important. People, like I said, this, this primary election, we didn't even get the 10% of the, of the vote here in this city. We got eight to nine. And again, like I said, we're above the 4% usual, but I, I, I feel like our city, we need more. We need more of a turnout. Um, Felicia says she's going to message you, Cynthia. Um, she was great. So, yeah, yeah, please, Felicia, please reach out to her. Um, again, people, we got to get out. We got to vote in November. Um, these people work for us. We elect them into these seats. Um, if, we, if we're not voting and not getting the word out, um, you know, th th this is how we lose things. So, please, please, please get out and vote. I want to see better than 8%, you 
even though it is higher than what, like I said, as usual. And here's another thing, people. It's funny. You talked about the Guatemalan community becoming one of the fastest growing. I remember when Cape Verdeans. Yeah, Ecuadorian. I remember, I remember when Cape Verdeans were just starting to come to Brockton. Then it was the Haitian community started. And now we have the, 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 the this is just crazy how much of a melting pot Brockton mm -hmm. truly is. It is, it is just amazing to see for me. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. It's beautiful. Our diversity is beautiful, but we got to make sure that every voice is heard and that we're we're under we're being able to represent that as elected officials. And I hope I can do that. I, I oh. really believe I can. <laughs> One last thing before I let you go. The friggin' beautiful playground that they put up at Downey. Who is responsible for that? Um I'm not sure who's responsible, so I'm not going to be misquoted, That's but I can find out and message you on Facebook. Please do that. I was I went up there to I vote honestly, and I wish, saw it. I wish they had swings, though. I took my son <laughs> the other day and I wish they had swings, like the baby swings and the regular swings. I think swings are very important in a playground. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Too fancy these days. <laughs> well, that for, for most of us when we were younger, swings is where you first kind of learned to be a stuntman. You got exactly. going real high and then you jumped off, and that's where you kind of <laughs> knew who the Freddy cats and scaredy cats were growing exactly. up. <laughs> uh, everybody, we're going to get ready to take a quick break. I still got more of my show left, but um, I'm going to be letting her go. Gary Keith. He says, good luck, Cynthia. Uh, and good Felicia luck, says she's going to message you. Steve Hook. All these people in the chat, politicians and stuff, I love it. I love it. Um, Steve Hook said sad when we were talking about the situation. Great stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Take care and have a great no day. No problem. Pat. So what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back here with more Booth after this. Yeah. Yeah, M, 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 What? 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 Yeah. See, I ain't ever been betrayed by an enemy. That shit is only ever come from them saying friend to me. They soul is black, so gonna fall on my backup energy. I feel the drain through all the pain depletes in its entirety. It's piracy and any thought of reconciling's blind to me. You were my people that I chose, you were my family. And didn't realize what you had, your bad need clarity. Because respect is something earned, you can't use bribery. You thought I was a sheep and I would fall in line. But a real bitch tell it like it is, that's facts, this here's my time. Y'all out here, I just ever love it, ever mine. You had no idea the kind of storm of you were fine. If you've forgotten, we can go ahead and press rewind. Receipts is never something from me, never fall behind. I didn't come and no one crazy, you showed your behinds. I never come for folks, but for you, I'll make the time. Let me talk to him, V. Check. Check. Listen. Is you living well? Scratch that. Is you living real? Tell me what your grind like. Do it pay the bills? Just overlooking the field or do you play for real? Cause look, I'm trying to build. I ain't got time to chill. It's going down. Avalanche hotter than the volume. I'm seasoned. Zatarans. They so in love with the cocoa. Put a star on they head, they tone Romo. All right, it's your boy Sin Swim broadcasting live from the City of Champs. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for being in the chat. Thank you for hanging out with me. Thank my first guest, Cynthia Rivas Mendez, running for Ward 5. She's originally from Ward 2 School Committee. And again, your voice, your vote. 
everybody in the chat. I still got a lot of show left. Please, please, please chime in. I've got my topics coming up here for tonight. Let's get into my topics. And this is another one that pisses me off. I see a lot of people on social media talking about the city of Brockton, talking about Brockton doesn't have this, doesn't have that, and someone started a conversation in regards to food trucks. And food trucks, for the longest time, they were banned from the city of Brockton. I've been involved with this whole thing. Um, the, the banning of food trucks from Brockton actually started because of a hot dog truck that used to be up behind the VA and was supposedly taking business away and then it really came down to when Tip Top Pizza got their trucks. And if anyone remembers, Tip Top had these little pizza trucks. They were way ahead. Tip Top was ahead of their time, everybody. Tip Top had these little pizza trucks. They had little Chevy S10s with these heated ovens in the back. And you would order Tip Top Pizza. You could actually flag a Tip Top Pizza truck down and get a $5 cheese pizza or a $6 one-topping pizza, which was either pepperoni or hamburger. They had like 10 trucks. They just drove around the city of Brockton. You had, and at that time, Brockton was a big mecca for softball leagues, men's softball leagues. You couldn't go, Brockton men's softball leagues were like the soccer leagues of men today in Brockton. You couldn't go anywhere in Brockton without seeing a men's softball baseball game and, and they used to drive around and then this band came out and food trucks unfortunately went bye-bye but the band is done the band was actually voted out i want to say last year or just just as we came out of covid food trucks are back food trucks could be here on private property events before but now food trucks are allowed here in the city of brockton this will be the third bruise and bites event and it's going to be this saturday in Brockton, it's a great event. Um, they have music guests. They have games. They have all types of stuff going on. All different trucks. I'm hoping and praying that the, the cheese sandwich, <laughs> the grilled cheese truck, shows up. I'm hoping that they're there this week. Um, also, in the news booth, Andrea Fernandez says, well before my time. Um, there was a 14-foot alligator walking around Florida with a dead body in its mouth. And the dead body was of this woman who had been charged for trespassing on wetlands two weeks prior. Um, obviously, <laughs> hate to say this, but obviously she didn't learn her lesson because <laughs> she got ate by a 14-foot alligator. TMZ had the photos. Um, this alligator was just walking around. The, the, the town, the county, with this body just dragging it through the streets. And unfortunately, I guess, if a if an alligator kills a person, um, it has to be put down. So um, they actually took this alligator and they actually had to put this alligator down. So um, it's crazy. It's crazy. Andrea says, I'm hoping it doesn't rain on Saturday. I hope it doesn't rain either. I'm supposed to also be in an event in Saturday in New Hampshire. Um, also trending. Um, the metaverse is about to create these portals to meet people across the world. These portals are going to go up in these hub areas like the city of Boston stuff. And it's going to broadcast what's going on in another city across the world. You know what this is, people, right here? You're going to walk up to it. You're going to look and you're going to see what's going on in Europe. 
somewhere in Europe that's similar to Boston. You're going to be able to wave to people and all this stuff. You know what this is right here, people? This is Stargate. This is the start right here, people. This is it. We are, we are getting into the future. We're getting into some of that crap that we saw on TV that we always wished. This portal right here, this is the beginning of Stargate. <laughs> Where you'll just tap a button of that location and just walk through the portal and you're where you're at. Guess what? There'll be no need for cars. There'll be no need to fly to the Bahamas. You'll just press the button on the portal. Step through. You're in the Bahamas. Want to go to Japan? Press that button like the Stargate around it. You're in Japan. Pay attention. There's a lot of stuff that AI is bringing to the table. Man, I'm getting, this is getting, this is getting crazy stuff. Mike Smith said, I'm for it. I've advocated for it. They could have them every day in certain areas for food trucks. You're damn right. Damn right. Brockton Hospital had it when their kitchen was down. They had the kitchen fire and their kitchen was down. Or they were renovating and um, they had food trucks every week at there. Um, in the legal booth. <laughs> in the legal booth. The tax man is coming for you all. Yep. Yes, sir, Bob. The tax man. So we've had a group of people who the tax man have come for and hit them real hard. Remember all them people who was buying cigarettes online and going up to New Hampshire and getting cigarettes, and then eventually the tax man caught up with them, and all of a sudden their bank accounts were a little light because the tax man came after them for buying cigarettes without paying their taxes? Remember those people? Mm-hmm. Remember those people when online shopping first started and they were getting stuff online outside of the area and they was getting whacked? Well, guess who's about to get whacked? All y'all people who've been selling your tickets online for over $500. So all you people who sold your Taylor Swift tickets for three grand, six grand, 10 grand, guess what? <laughs> Ticketmaster and StubHub is going to release that information to the IRS. Which means next year on your taxes, if you sold your Taylor Swift tickets for 10 grand, <laughs> that's income, baby. <laughs> the tax man's coming for that money next year. So be careful. Be careful, people. <laughs> Y'all walking around here ripping people off with ticket sales, Beyonce tickets. They're reporting you. And you know how this went down. The, the IRS went to them and said, hey, we, we want that money. And they're like, no, no, we're going to turn this right over to you. <laughs> Here you go. So anybody who got a lot of money for them tickets, going to be paying up. In the entertainment booth, David McCollum passed away. 90 years old. David McCollum, we're going to date ourselves here. If, if you know David McCollum from NCIS, he's still pretty young. David McCollum was on NCIS, but unfortunately, guys like me, I remember David McCollum when he was on Man From Uncle. <laughs> I was a little kid watching Man From Uncle, but David McCollum was on Man From Uncle back in the day. So rest in peace to David McCollum, 1933 to 2023. 90 years old. Also, rest in peace to Nashawn Breedlove. For those who don't know who Nashawn Breedlove was, he was Lotto in 8 Mile. Remember when Eminem got up there and just wiped out everyone? And Lotto was the one who took his shirt off and 
He had the T-shirt on, the wife beater on, and Eminem just killed him. Killed him. Well, rest in peace. Um, 46 years old, a.k.a. Lotto. Um, he was in another movie or TV show. I think he played the character Ox, but he passed away. 46 years young. Also, I'm hearing that Crazy Bone is in critical condition. Crazy Bone is in critical condition, not doing well. Members of Bone, Dugs, and Harmony are putting out their prayers and blessing. Yep, Gary Key said, the man from Uncle. Yep, you didn't, if you knew exactly where David McCullum was from, you didn't dated yourself. <laughs> um, rest in peace, Ducky, Felicia says. Um, also in the entertainment booth, the Writers Guild of America is no longer on strike. They settled their strike. They have a three-year deal. They pretty much got mostly of what they wanted. Um, they are being protected from the use of AI. Let's see what happens now. The Screen Actors Guild will now go to the table. Hopefully they can get this strike done and get these people back to work. Uh, Dancing with the Stars. <laughs> Britney Spears got the heads up that her sister... <laughs> was joining Dancing with the Stars. And TMZ reported that Britney Spears, yeah, was it was well-received. But was it really well-received? Because in the next segment of Are You Serious? <laughs> features Britney Spears doing her own Dancing with the Butcher Knives. Check this out. Look. Ever since Sam left her, um, things have been pretty bad. Things have been pretty bad. Things have been going downhill a lot. Are you serious? That's Britney Spears dancing with butcher knives. <laughs> Britney Spears dancing with butcher knives. Just after her, now she knows. Now she knows why they picked her sister for Dancing with the Stars. Um, she actually went back and she uh, claimed that it was Halloween. They're fake butcher knives. Yet when she was clanging, those weren't break. Those weren't fake. Stop it, Britney. Stop it, Brittany. Really? Stop doing that! Stop! Stop doing that. Sit down. I actually dropped the sit down for a, a, a special fan who's watching the show right now. Um, that sit down was for her. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff. But are you serious? Brittany Spears. Answer with Butcher Knives. Craziness. Um, all digital Xbox. Talking by 2028. No more disc. All games digital. Um, it's coming, people. And somebody said the internet can't sustain it. It's not going to happen. What are you talking about? The internet right now has all these streaming sites worldwide. Netflix. All these. Amazon Prime. All these streaming sites are supporting worldwide. Trust me. Trust me. It's coming. And I know people like buying CDs, but they, it is what it is. Uh, PlayStation controller. 
is now going to come with Hall Effect sensors. This is a big jump over the Xbox controller. Why? Because in the controllers, both of those controllers, you have pieces that wear out and cause you to drift, which talks about the repairs that you can send out to MDB Electronics. Hall sensors is, is, is a magnetic sensor. So your joystick on your controller will work like your ABS sensor, your throttle position sensor, um, where it's a metal piece and then a magnet. So whatever position your metal piece on the bottom of your joystick is near the magnet, magnet that's where it's going to be programmed to go, which means there's no... There's really not much wear and tear there. What happens is, is that the magnet gets weak. That's what happens in your ABS sensors, your throttle position sensors, and things of that sort that have Hall effect sensors. The magnet over time, the magnet becomes weak. You have to, you have to take that and swap it out. Um, someone just asked, did it get confirmed about Sony being hacked? Um, not at this time. Um, I didn't hear nothing. I usually get those alerts right away. When it happens. So I didn't hear anything about Sony getting hacked. I hope not. Because Sony's... That, that's one of the reasons why I'm on Microsoft and Xbox. Because I was so unha unhappy at how Sony had dealt with their hack years ago. So that was one of the things. Um, also in the entertainment booth. Jay Cargill. Oh man. From AEW. She just signed a deal. We talked about the rumors last week. It's official. She signed a deal with the WWE. Now we have to figure out if she's going to be in NXT or if she's going to come right to the WWE and be on that main roster. A lot of us who watch wrestling, a lot of us, we don't want that. We've seen that happen with, with the big show. We've seen that happen with, with um, um, Orton. Um, when you give people too much too soon, um, they, can't, they can't deal with it. The backroom people don't like you. Um, we'd rather see Jade Cargill start in NXT, build herself up, and then maybe make that jump to WWE in one year. Um, don't don't bring her in right away. Don't bring her in right away. Um, sports booth, 752. I got to get this done in eight minutes. In the sports booth, the Patriots beat the Jets, as I predicted, 15-10 um, to 10 in an ugly win. Dallas is up next. When you watch this show in the booth a few Saturdays ago, I actually picked the Patriots to be 2-2 two and two after this week because I feel that this is going to be Ezekiel Elliott's. Zeke is going to run like a monster. Why? Because he wants Mr. Jerry Jones to remember his name this time. Because that was the downward spiral of Ezekiel Elliott's time with Dallas was when he couldn't remember his running back's name. And Zeke was like, okay, whatever. And it went downhill from there. Zeke is going to be running with a purpose on this week's game. Trust and believe me. He wants to make sure that Jerry Jones remembers who he is now. Um, don't be surprised if him and Ramondre Stevenson, um, they're going to they're gonna use this running game to keep Dak Prescott off the field. And Zeke is coming up. They're coming off a 105-yard rushing game against the Jets. Let's see what they do against Dallas. Let's see about that. Uh, <laughs> Dougie said... <laughs> Uh, how about calling for Patriots? We already, we don't need to go back to that one, Colin. I did that last week. Uh, Felicia says, speaking of Xbox, have you played Starfield yet? Yes, I played Starfield. Right now, Starfield, I've been talking about Starfield for the last three weeks on this show. 
Um, Starfield is taking up a lot of my hours on this show, <laughs> on, on, on my Xbox. I, I'm loving Starfield. I'm loving all the side quests. The story in Starfield, I'm really liking the story and where it's going with the Terramorphs. Um, I already have an idea as to who is responsible. I don't want to ruin it. I can't. I, do, oh, my God. I don't. Uh, I don't want to give a spoiler away. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't want to give it away. Zach Cassell, what's going on? I see you in the chat. I actually already talked about the digital Xbox. My feeling is, is that internet can support this to start out because they're already supporting Netflix, Amazon Prime, and all these other streaming sites worldwide. It, it's coming um, 2028. I think that's a fair assessment for the all digital to be here. Um, it, it could be. It could be what we think is going to be. Um, <laughs> oh, man, she's, she's asking me all these questions. That's funny. Um but I'm here. I'm here, and I and I think that um I think it's going to be able to support it by 2028. I think we're good. I think we're real good. And as far as the Patriots, like I said, they're going to beat Dallas this weekend. They're going to beat them. It's going to be Ramondre Stevenson and Zeke Elliott is going to be a madman to make Dallas just look bad. Also, NFL Week Three. The biggest story to me was the Miami Dolphins winning. 70 to 20 over the Denver Broncos. But guess what? That is not the biggest story in the NFL for the ending of this week. You would think that these kickers kicking all these field goals to win games this week would be the biggest story in the NFL. No, you know what the biggest story in the NFL was coming out of this weekend? Travis Kelly. Kelsey, Travis Kelsey reached out to Taylor Swift and asked her to be a special guest at his game this week. And guess what? Taylor Swift showed up. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, the NFL's top story. This is this. Look, this is how crazy it is. It's this is how Taylor Swift shows up. She's in the luxury box with Travis Kelsey's mom. She's in there. All the Swifty fans are going crazy. It's gotten so crazy that Taylor Swift fans have gone out and have bought Travis Kelsey merch to the point where in one weekend, Travis Kelsey earned 400% increase in sales. Because the Taylor Swift fans are now supporting another new man. Because we all know that, I, I and you all can come at me, Taylor Swift is, me, is messy as hell. Taylor Swift love life is messy as hell. She even wrote songs about people. Be careful. Uh, Zach says, music doesn't have 120 gig downloads. Cap limits come into play as well. Well, here's the thing, Zach. A lot of your games that have been coming out, they're in the cloud. They're in the cloud. Yeah, the queue times are kind of horrible for some games, but a lot of games are in the cloud that are coming out. So I, I, I feel like Xbox Ultimate Game Pass is going to be like it's going to be like a Netflix. It's going to be a lot of those games are going to be in the cloud. I think that's exactly we where we are headed. We are headed to 
this this society. And here's the thing that pisses me off. <clears throat> We're paying $60, $70 for a game that's a digital copy. Why are we paying more for a game that's a digital copy? At least give me some free DLC, you know? Give me some DLC or something for free if I'm not getting a, a case or nothing. Um, I got Payday. I, I downloaded I I played Payday 3, um, and I actually downloaded it because the wait times and the queues were just, they were way too long. Um, it looked like everybody wanted to play Payday 3, which is actually, it's not a bad game. Payday 3 is not a bad game. Um, you got to communicate. Don't play with the bots because the bots don't help you play and help you with the missions when things are going on. Uh, Rolando Bendino said, Kelsey's a sellout. <laughs> uh, Zach says, Cloud isn't taking off right now either. That's why Stadia failed. That's why Microsoft laughed at the for getting on them for cloud gaming. Nowhere near being mainstream yet. Yeah, it's not being mainstream, but it's it's there. It's there and it's feasible right now. It's it's being it's being used. Um, there are certain games that I play. So for me, my cloud games are games that I might not like. So in other words, I'm not going to waste the time downloading the game to my hard drive if it's a game that I'm not going to put 24-7 into. Now, like Starfield, Starfield, I downloaded that because I knew I knew I was going to be grinding on Starfield. I downloaded Starfield, so I knew I was going to download that. Call of Duty, I'm going to download Call of Duty. I'm not playing Call of Duty in the cloud. Um, there are certain games, like Trivial Pursuit just came out. Um, I would play that in the cloud. You know, that's that's a game that I'm not going to waste my memory of space on. Um, so there are some games that are better suited to play from the cloud. What's going on? Matt Stanton, another politician who is running, um, joining the chat. He is actually one of the two for Ward 3 coming up in November. Matt, thank you for coming on the show. Um, great stuff. And... Um, Thank you for everybody for hanging out here in the show tonight. But again, 400% increase in sales for Travis Kelsey merchandise because of the Swifties. And here's what's even crazier. Here's what's even crazier. It is so crazy that even Bell, Bill Belichick chimed in on this Travis Kelsey Taylor Swift. Bill Belichick at the press conference, he's asked what were his thoughts on Travis Kelsey and... And, and, and Taylor Swift possibly dating. And here I was thinking, Belichick's about to rip this dude apart. Belichick's about to give this dude... I I thought Belichick was going to say, football-related question, please, or, or whatever. I was expecting this person to get the usual Belichick destroyed. Instead, Belichick gives an answer and says... Travis Kelsey has made a lot of great <laughs> catches, but this one will be his greatest. <laughs> what, what is going on in the NFL? Even Belichick has commented on Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. Really? <laughs> That's insane, bro. Like, this was the biggest story coming out of week three of the NFL. And then, to top it off, the Super Bowl halftime show is going to be Usher, which I'm like shaking my head like Usher, who's mad. His music is mad sexual. This is a guy who lied and gave women herpes and <laughs> and all of that. He's going to be, I don't know what Jay-Z was thinking, but then I thought about it. 
I thought about it and I said, man, Usher, here's the thing with Usher at the halftime show. It's not about Usher. This halftime show isn't about Usher because if I'm, if I'm Jay-Z and I'm producing this halftime show, here's what I'm going to do for Usher. Usher's going to open up with You Remind Me. And the girl that he's going to sing to is going to be Alicia Keys. And then Alicia Keys and him can go into My Boo. You see where I'm going now? Didn't go off of My Boo? And the DJ saved my life. And go into that, you bring Lil John out. It's going to be on who they can bring out for this performance. Who can Usher bring out for this performance? You got Pitbull. You got, you got Ludacris. You got all these people that you can bring out for this halftime show. So... I think that is what we're going to see. The strength isn't going to be on Usher. The strength is going to be on who he brings out to perform with him at this halftime show. Because other than that, you can't have a sexually charged show because everybody was up in arms with Shakira and J-Lo burning up the screen. You know? So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I love Usher, but it's going to be on the strength of who he brings with him. Um... In college football, everybody's in their fields in college football. Everybody's in their fields. The Colorado Buffaloes lost, and I said they were going to lose to the Oregon Ducks, 42-6. After that loss, Prime was in his fields. He said, ain't nobody walking around the locker room with napkins and tissues. In other words, in other words this, this is where we're headed. This is, we lost. We Lighten lost. up, Francis. Lighten up, Francis. Lighten up, Coach Prime. And then Travis Henry, who suffered a lacerated liver, Travis Hunter, Travis Hunter, suffered a, a lacerated liver. He hit up Prime in a text message and said he's coming back this week to play against USC. He's in his fields. He's in his fields. You ain't coming back, son. Coach Prime hit him with the text message reply and said, your future is brighter than mine ever was. Relax. Get healthy. I love you, bro. You're not coming back to play USC with a lacerated liver that you suffered two weeks ago. Sorry, bro. Get out your fields. <laughs> and then the fields continued. Yes, they did in college football. The fields continued as Coach Ryan Day, <laughs> the coach of Ohio State, they upset Notre Dame this weekend. And he came out in his fields and he said, I'd like to know where Lou Holtz is right now. What he said about our team, I can't believe. This is a tough team right here. We're proud to be from Ohio. It's always been Ohio against the world, and it will continue to be Ohio against the world. But I'll tell you what, I love those kids, and we have a tough team. College football, full of effing fields <laughs> this week. <laughs> full of fields. <laughs> and as we get ready to close out the show, 805 Biden bombshells. President Biden pissed me off today. Why? Because President Biden did something historic that he should have never have ever, 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 ever have done. President Biden, who's tied in the polls or whatever polls you're looking at or low in the polls, it depends, whatever. President Biden, to try to gain some votes headed into 2024 decided to go and join the UAW workers on the picket line. That's a no-no. That 
is an effing no-no. I don't care who you are. You're a Democrat, and if you're sitting here clapping, shut up. If you're clapping, stop it. Lighten up, Francis. Lighten up, Francis. It's not good. If you're a Democrat and you're applauding this, it's not good. It's not good. This is a bad precedent to be set. The president should not be going on picket lines with unions when unions are the biggest lobbyists on the Hill. It's already a bad taste. You want, you want somebody to go and stand with these guys? You send senators. You send those people who should be going to those and standing with them. The state senators or whoever. The president should not be going on the picket line with auto workers. I'm sorry. That's a bad, that's a bad look. That's a bad precedent to set. And, and to be honest, it's a bad precedent to set to get votes for 2024, Biden. And I know people are always trying to say, since the one year, this hardcore Democrat. I'm not a hardcore Democrat. I'm a guy with common sense. I'm going to call people out when I need to call them out. And I'm calling out Biden on this one. I think, I think this was wrong. I think this was, was hella wrong. <laughs> you, can, you all can think that you, you all can applaud this and think this wrong. Wrong for the president. Wrong. And then when you go and, and give them money, you know, um, because, because let's, let's be real here. The reason, let's be real here. Let's be real here. Let's be real here. The reason why these guys are on strike, Biden, let's be, let's be real here. Let's talk about this before we get out of here. The reason why you out here is because you partially, and I'm going to say this is my opinion, Biden, President Biden, you out here on the picket lines because you feel somewhat guilty. That's right. You feel somewhat guilty because you and Trump caused this problem. Because during COVID, the COVID money was given out by Trump to help these companies, these car companies that were dying. And then you came in and you gave them bailout money. You gave them bailout money on top of the COVID money that Trump gave them. And guess what happened? Guess what happened, Biden, with that money that you both gave them? They padded and gave all the CEOs raises while the union sat back and took concessions during COVID with the thoughts that they were going to get that money back that they took concessions on later when the economy opened back up. The economy opened back up. The union went to go and asked the CEOs for money. And guess what happened? Nope, we're not giving you what you're looking for. Oh, really? Really? You don't want to give us the 40% we're asking for when we took three years of concessions during COVID? Well, we found out that all your CEOs got raises during COVID with the COVID money. And then when the bailout money came, the CEOs all got raises with that. And none of that money trickled down to the union, union workers because Trump gave them COVID money and Biden gave them bailout money. Biden, you're a hypocrite. You should not be on, those, on, that, on that line. Sorry. 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 Don't think so. Uh... Felicia says, I think he was behind the Maui fires. No, he wasn't. Biden wasn't behind the Maui fires. The elitists, the elitists who wanted that property, 
were behind the fires. That property was worth a ton of money. That the, the Maui fires was this generation's gentrification of Hawaii. And watching on YouTube these meetings go down and how these residents are getting screwed out of their property. This was above Joe Biden. The Maui fire, fires was above Joe Biden. I talk about elitists on this show and how elitists control the government. And I talk about how elitists really control everything in this country. Elitists are the big, the big threat to American trust and believe me, people. Because these auto workers who are working right here right now that want this 40%, yeah, yeah, an arbitrator is going to come in here. If an arbitrator has to come in here and open the books up, guess what's going to happen? An arbitrator is going to rule in favor of the auto workers, and they're going to get that raise because of what the CEOs have done since the beginning of COVID. But here's the problem. They're just going to automate their jobs. And I've been saying this before, and I say it again. Teamsters, auto workers, teachers, all y'all people whose jobs can be automated, and you're all big lobbying unions on the Hill, your time is coming. I've got friends who are in the Teamsters, and I tell them all the time, what are you guys doing about automation? Oh, it's not that big of a threat yet. Yes, it is. It's a threat. You're already losing truck routes down south. You're losing truck routes out west. You're losing truck routes that guys no longer want to drive. Boys has 25 automated trucks driving from Denver, Colorado to California. Automated trucks by themselves. And guess what? How much profit that makes. Because you have an automated truck that doesn't have to stop and pull over after so many hours of driving per DOT. You have a truck that drives the speed limit and doesn't hit nobody and doesn't cost a company a lawsuit because they're driving while on meth. I'm just saying. These are the things, people. These are the things. Trucks don't get tired. It's like maximum overdrive out there on the roads. <laughs> if y'all don't know what maximum overdrive is, Google it. Look it up. Maui fires were a combination of mismanagement and emergent services and greed. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It's severe greed, and it's a shame of what's going on down there. Um, that's it, though, people. I got to thank everybody for tuning into the show. Great stuff. Um, these are my hats, my beanies. They're all sold out. Everybody who's seen these beanies right now for the first time, they're going to reach out and say, Hey, since the one, can I get a beanie? Sorry, they're all gone. Um, I think I'm trying to do hoodies. Uh, these are the shows that I produce. She Talks Football Podcast, Drafting the Circuits, which will be on tomorrow night. Oscar Mike Radio on Thursday night. Fubar Studios tomorrow night. Triangle Offense Podcast. Maddie C Sports View and Me is coming up after this at 9 o'clock. Platinum City Gaming in Taunton. 75 cent wings at every NFL football game. Come on down there. 75 cent wings. Also, Hydrant Flushing tomorrow, Thursday, is the last day for Hydrant Flushing in Brockton. Um, on the 28th, so we won't have to mention that anymore. Again, Brews and Bites at Westgate Mall, Saturday, September 30th, 12 p.m. Head on down. The food trucks will be there in full effect. And let me know if the grilled cheese truck is there. Uh, this Saturday, please remember, Hazardous Waste Day down on the Whole Kill Way. Cans of paint, all that stuff, Hazardous Waste stuff. Get it down there. It's this Saturday. Also, Brockton Lions meet and greet Monday, October 2nd. Brockton Public Library, 304 Main Street. Check it out. Um, 
Brockton Youth creates Brockton High Art Exhibit. That's October 7th, 6 p.m. at the Fuller Craft Museum. Make sure you get down there and set that up. Also, IGY6, Travis Partington, Amber Smith. I got to get them on the show. October 7th, 2023. Donation at the door, $22 at the American Legion. Also, Tower Fest is coming up at DW Field Park. That's October 7th. It's a great view, people. Go down, go to the top of the tower. It's a beautiful view. Beautiful view. October 21st, the pink out at the VFW, 283 North Quincy Street, 12 to 5. Don't forget to wear your pink. Music, vendors, and more. Also, your voice, your vote. November is the final election. Please make sure to show up and vote for these candidates. Um, that's what they want because they've sent their stuff in and they want to make sure you vote on November 7th. Uh, Jamal Brathwaite, he sent in his banner for me to share with you guys. Also, Jean Bradley, Duran Court, Counselor at Lodge, he's running for in November. Please check him out. Well, got everybody else. Everybody here has submitted. Cynthia Hodges, Counselor at Lodge, she submitted her banner to be shown on this show. And if you're out here, anybody, anybody, because this is just for anybody who's running on a platform, just get your banners in and I'll put them up. It's no cost. It's I just want people to know who's running for office and what. Uh, Steve Hook, Counselor at Lodge, he's been on this show uh, three times. Jamie Hodges, War II School Committee member, making sure all children have a voice. Also, Cynthia Rivas Mendez, she was just on with us earlier. Ward 5 School Committee. Email Cynthia for Brockton Schools at gmail.com. And then we have Remy TV, the 2024 Influencer Awards, May 18th. Please make sure to drop a nomination for Sinister One Productions um, to be nominated for the award for Best Podcast. Also, Kimberly Ann Empowerment Photography. Make sure to check it out, show your support. And that's going to be it. Is that it? I think that's it. We're back. All right. With that being said, we've got one more week of September left. And then we're going to be coming into October with my Halloween theme for the month of October. I celebrate Halloween for the entire month. And with that being said, I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Cynthia, thank you for coming in. Dave Shea, I see you in the chat. What's going on? Andrew Fernandez, Matt Stanton. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all. SpongeBob. Do me a favor, take us home. See you next Tuesday. Thank you for listening to The Booth on Hoobazoo and HatcherRadio.com. Please follow the Facebook page and subscribe to the podcast at Apple Podcast, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. The Booth is a Sinister One production hosted by Sinister One. I've got to start hanging out with friends that are a little more intelligent and understand politics instead. It's just that I'm up on this level up here, and all my friends are down here. Me, nah. You guys, nah. Maybe a little more down, down in here. Screw you guys, I'm going home. I smoke, I drink, I do my thing. These bitches hating, so you know I got to make it plain. Don't do cocaine with your chick, my main. We stick together, true forever, yeah, you know we bang. I miss those days, which was easy. If only I make it, no repeat. Now that I done upgraded, I've been upstate, but y'all think I'm playing. And I got a hit now for these weak ass hoes who think I ain't slaying. 
never back down I'm that chick with a clean ass whip I don't need that shit, it's like I'm my own now I get hurt, I get tired of fussing, fighting, guess I gotta crack down Don't mess with me, cause on everything I'ma have to bring the whole city W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-S-U-R-Z-O-C-O-M W-H-O-O-B-A-Z-O-O-S-U-R-Z-O-C-O-M